0: Um, If you're new here, uh, my name's David. I'm one of the senior leaders here, uh, along with Matt. He was hosting excellently. Um, It was also great to just hear you guys up, Brent and um, Richard and all the rest, and all that's going on uh, with you guys and your plans for this summer. It's brilliant. Um, I suppose you can think about this, same we're eating around the table. You can think about this a little bit like a family chat. Um, We've got a lot of family news being shared with those guys. And so I'm just going to just jump into it. I suppose as leaders... um, Uh, As you know, if you've been around Redeemer the last few weeks, uh, you'll know we're in this series, Resident Aliens, and that's just been, it's been our attempt to try and talk about what the communal identity, like what is the church basically, the communal identity of the church in this age. Um, I mean, last week I shared a little bit about being a community of the ancient, and uh, uh, I sort of fluffed my lines a wee bit because I actually didn't get to a lot of it and ran out of time. Um, So I'm going to share a little bit of it this morning, but Ryan is going to pick that series up next week, and he's going to fill in the blanks a little bit too. Um, He's going to be speaking about us being a community of the future. Um, uh, But today, I really want to just take a short time just to ask this question of us as a community. Um, uh, The question is, what time is it, Redeemer? What time is it? I don't mean like Chronos time. Like I can see that it's a quarter to twelve, and um, I don't mean that type of time—the time that um, is minutes and seconds and all of that. But I sort—I mean, what moment are we in? The ancient Greeks—they had two words for time. They had two understandings of time. They had Kairos and they Chronos. Chronos is like chronological—that's seconds and minutes and hours and years. Kairos is the is sort of the moment. What's happening in this moment, the opportune moment? Um, In Christian theology, kairos sort of means ripeness, the time has come. Um, In the book of Ecclesiastes, it says, to everything there's a season, um, a time for every purpose under the sun, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck and harvest what has been planted, and so on. So we're just asking this morning, the kairos type of, Time, what time is it, Redeemer? What season is it that we're in? It's a really Christian word season, but it's a really helpful one. Um, so, as leaders here, we we really have been reflecting upon that question. Um, we've been asking that question: What time is it, Redeemer? Um, and, and essentially, what we mean by that is: What is we're a community that is gathered around Christ? and um, we're a faith community, and so the, the, how that question plays out is what is God doing with us as, as a community? What What is God doing, or what might God want to do? Um, these sorts of questions are really connected to what I was trying to talk about last week, which was this idea of us being a community of the ancient. Um, let me give you two quick examples of that. So for the Celtics, the Celtic Christians, Um, Time was really sacred to them, so it had to be used really wisely. Um, uh, They understood that God had had made time, we all have the same amount of time and they didn't mean that chronological type, again they meant the kairos type Um, not the chronological which was sort of one event followed by one event followed by one event but the sort of time that that meant that God was and is and is to come, that sort of time collapses in on itself in a sense And, and, and the idea in scripture is that God is present at work and that the past, the present and the future are connected and we as Christians pay attention to what is God doing in the now. So that's time. That's the way the ancients thought about time. What's God doing in the now? The second thing that the, the Celtic uh, Christians and, and ancient paths, as we talked about it last week, um, talked about was was seasons or, or rhythms as well. Um, so if, if you're a farmer, you will know that two-thirds of the year, like nothing grows. Like my fiancee, Beth, she's from, I've uh, a working farm, uh, well, it's not a full working farm, but they're, they grow like, a lot of organic vegetables. And, and you can't just grow those vegetables at any time of the year. You have to prepare. You have to survey the land. You have to wait on the seasons. And you have to plant. And so there's autumn and there's winter and there's spring and then there's summer. And Jesus talked an awful lot about farming and fishing and planting seeds and, and yet the strange age that we live in talks a lot about factories and efficiency and being out of season doesn't really matter. We can just make stuff happen. And I'm not saying that factories are bad because a lot of us work in factories. It's a, it's, it's a really important job. I'm not um, looking down on that role or anything like that or the age that we live in. The, the, my iPhone, for example, was was built in a factory. We love factories. But what I'm trying to talk about is the spiritual life um, these themes in our, our, our the age we live of efficiency, of control, of quality assurance, of, of factories and producing and mass producing, these are not the ways to talk about the spiritual life. The, the spiritual life, uh, as the Celtics talked about it, as the ancient Christians talked about it, is is talking about fishing and farming and seasons, a little bit like Jesus talked about the spiritual life. And so it's not the quest what that leads to then is not the question what will we do what will we make but as a community what is already happening or what wants to happen so if you're a farmer or you're going to grow some crops you need to survey the land and understand it and understand the seasons and and you need to understand what wants to, what wants to grow in this place what wants to happen not that we force something to happen ourselves. We wanna pay attention to our environment and to where we're at. And it's the same with us in Redeemer. We don't wanna force stuff to happen. We wanna ask the question, what time is it? What is wanting to happen here? What is already happening in our community um, that we can steward, cultivate, grow water and pay attention to? where we don't ride roughshod over all of that and just put in place what we wanna do Ideas and church models and this that and the other, but we want to really be attentive to what God's doing. So, time, seasons, and that question: What time is it? So, this is the approach we've been taking as as leaders. It's really important, and that's what we mean. And, and not all not all churches. A lot of churches, um, uh, an awful lot of churches, do this. But there are churches at times or communities that that that, that try to make things happen. We've been guilty of that in the past too try to make stuff happen, and that's just really, we feel as leaders, the wrong sort of way to approach what it means to be a community of faith. We wanna be attentive to what's wanting to happen, what's already happening. So, over the last year, very quickly, we've had some really great stuff happen in our community. If we look back for one second, then we're gonna look forward. We've, we've, we've grown our staff team from one back up to four. There's four of us, that's great. We've appointed a couple of new senior leaders, Matt and Dan, that's really great. We've appointed a new trustee in Ian, that's really excellent. We've, we've seen the, the, the women's gatherings thrive, really thrive and be a beautiful expression of our community there. We've seen family matinee and farm box continue to serve our community. Um, the refugees that connect with that, the families that connect with that, it's really great. We've seen many people come through this space and into our gatherings who are exhausted uh, and in need of healing and wholeness and by the Spirit of God. We've seen many come through our space here who are full of joy and life and have been pouring into our community. We've seen many new people. And we've seen in the last year a real increase in prayer, a real increase of people uh, coming to receive prayer on Sundays, but even in our communities, in our city groups, um, our different ministry teams, um, we've seen an awful lot of people responding to that. And so God's been doing a, a great thing here. And there's lots, that's what God's been doing, but there's lots of stuff that wants to happen as well. There's lots of stuff simmering beneath the surface in some of you guys, in your hearts, um, in your city groups, um, that wants to happen, that wants to grow. And so we want to pay attention to that. So, what time is it, Redeemer? What time is it? Um, we feel like the, the the last year has been a laying of these foundations, and we feel like, as a community, we're coming in the spring. We're coming in the spring. We we really sense that that something is shifting. We feel like God's leading us into a season of really rebuilding, really building upon those foundations. We feel God's been laying in the past year. Um, And we sense that spring is here. And when we say that, here's what I really mean. We really sense that God is calling us to a year, this is going forward now from this moment on, to a year of seeking His face in prayer, seeking His presence. we, for many years, myself and Ryan, particularly and some of the other senior leaders, we've, we've really dreamed about this place being a house of prayer, this literal space and this community being like a house of prayer or like a, like an urban monastery of sorts You know, where people actually, exp- you go to a monastery to find God. You come to a monastery to experience God's presence or something of the, the thin place that the Celtics would talk about. And and we've we've always dreamed about this place being a, like an urban monastery in this in the city, um, you know the Cel the, the Celtic spirituality talked about monasteries being a place where God was found, God was sought, His presence was sought, and so we've just been we've been dreaming that dream, I guess we've been thinking, we've been holding that, um, and, and last week we we as the leaders were were last Saturday we were at a conference called Tabar. Um, interestingly, that word means well in Irish. But uh, we were at this conference. It was run by uh, friends of ours called Alan and Phil Emerson in Emanuel Church in Lurgan. And when we were there, God spoke to us as leaders. God God spoke to us. And this is what this is what God said to us. I want to just sort of share this with us this morning. Um, he, shared, he shared some of this, and it really fits with what we sense God put on our hearts over the years. Um, he, he shared a picture of a, a prostitute on our doorstep. And he, he, he shared with us that, this was in front of the whole gathering we were there. He shared with us that, that uh, the person speaking to us, they'd sensed that the Holy Spirit had laid these words on their heart for, for us as a community. They sensed that this place here, our community, would be a safe place for the broken. A safe place for the broken in our city. Like, the people would actually come here, like literally come here to this building. And it would be a safe place. Another word that was spoken was that this place would be a house of prayer. Sounds familiar. But not only that it would be a house of prayer for us as the community here and as Christians, but it would be a house of prayer for the broken, for the prostitute, for those in need looking for a safe space, wanting to retreat into that sort of, I guess, an urban monastery, you might call it. Um, to come and to encounter something of the divine, to encounter something of rest, to encounter something of the presence of God. The the third thing that was shared was that we would be a, a community of radical love and embrace for the broken, that God would teach us how to serve and love and posture ourselves toward the broken in our city. And the fourth thing that God really shared with us was that the safety nets that have been underneath our community for a long time are being taken away. And he's inviting us into an adventure, a risk, a a season of faith, a season of stepping out, a season of breaking through the soil like springtime uh, and seeing some fruit from that. And so as we were there at this conference, and as God's been speaking to us over the years about this place being a house of prayer, we were just bowled over. As God's been speaking to us about reaching the lost, reaching the broken in our city, we were bowled over by this, but... um, God was really speaking into each of our hearts. And so we wanted to share that with you this morning. We're going to continue to share that over the next year. This is, this is going to be something that we're going to continually talk about. Um, uh, because uh, as, a, as a senior leadership team and as, as, as you as part of our community, you will know that um, it's really exhausting to continually pour out and minister to exhausted, disillusioned, broken people. And so we're asking the question how do we do this, Lord? How do we do that when you're calling us to that? And so it's it's just been this invitation we feel by by God to, as I say, what time is it, Redeemer? To before we enter into that season of of serving our city, to seek His face, to to get onto our knees and to seek Him in prayer and depend being dependent on Him, and we sort of feel like that's the moment we're in. The moment, like my. Um, future brother-in-law, when he's planning to plant his vegetables, um, I was speaking to him in March. He wasn't ready to plant them yet in March, or late late February, March, because it wasn't time. But he was doing a lot of reading, preparing, surveying the land. He was getting ready to begin to plant. And as the seasons go through, we then begin to get ready to reap a harvest as well. And so we're at that moment, Redeemer. That's the time we feel as leaders we're in. What time is it, Redeemer? We feel it's a time of seeking God's face in prayer because we are expectant of what God's gonna do from that point on. We're expectant of what God might do out of that place, um, the places that he might bring us to, the people he might bring to us. And so we're inviting you. Are you up for this? We invite you into that. I just wanna read Psalm 105. um, Captures this up, verse four. And it just says this, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. And that is, that is it right there. Where we feel the time at the moment is for us as a community to seek God's face. And I don't know what that might look like for us. It might look different for many of us. It might look like repentance for some of us. It might look like a season of confession for some of us. It might look like a purification in a sense or a, a readying of some of us. It might look like an infilling of the spirit of God for some of us. It might look like an emboldening, uh, a filling of the spirit ready for the mission, ready for action. It could look like a lot of different things. It could look like healing. It look like mending. But we're convinced that God wants us to seek his face. We're gonna actually just spend the next part of our time this morning doing just that. We're gonna just spend some time in song worship and that will be us today. Um, but I just really sensed two things before we, we do that. I'm gonna invite Ryan up to, to help us with this in a moment. Uh, there was this picture of us as a community on one bended knee. And um, or we sensed we sensed that perhaps as a community we, we have been guilty of that. Having one bended knee like this but we're ready to get up quite quickly um, when we've got one bended knee. But we actually sense that this is a season where God's calling us to get on both of our knees before him, to, to come before him and to bow before him and to get onto our knees and to invite him to come and do something with us and start here. That's what we really sensed. Um, and during the week, um, I heard this this phrase from a speaker called Alan, Alan Scott who leads a church in, in he did lead a church in Coleraine And he said this, that your destiny is hidden in your history. Your destiny is hidden in your history. And it sounded really like ancient roots. It sounded like the future is by going back into our ancient roots and our ancient paths and digging up those ancient wells, so to speak. Our history as a church redeemer is... Seeking the presence of God in prayer and worship. It's always been what we've done, and it's what we feel God's going to call us to in this next year. So we're going to seek Him in prayer, seek His presence. Um, this last picture I'd love to share with you. Um, I'd love you guys to stand at this point, actually, that would be really helpful. This, this last picture I'd like to share with you. As we, as we do this, this is, this is not all gonna happen this morning. It's not like we're making something happen this morning. Um, this is a journey we are beginning today. And it'll take time. And we're all starting at different places. But if there, was a, if there was a passage that really summed up what we feel God's leading us into in this season, in this next year. So by next year, by next June, we'd love to stand up here again and talk about what God has done. It's this passage in Genesis 26 which talks about Isaac reopening the wells that Abraham had dug. And those wells had been stopped up. Those wells had been plugged up. Those wells had been blocked up. But Isaac, he returned and he, he reopened those wells. And he found a well of fresh water. And in the scriptures, water is a metaphor for the Spirit of God. And so it's the Holy Spirit that we know will flow in our community and in our land as we, metaphorically speaking, un- unplug and unblock those wells in our community. And so this morning, as we begin a journey, I would love to invite you to consider personally, just as we enter into some, I'd love to, I'd love to invite the band up. Um, if you guys can get up, um, that would be great. I'd love, to, I'd love to to ask you guys personally this morning, um, like what is God doing in your lives individually? What, what is God doing? What wells need, need dug up and unblocked? Um, what, what, what's, what's God wanting to, ha- what is happening that w- or wants to happen in you? Um, I believe the spirit of God would wanna begin to unblock some of those wells if they feel blocked this morning. I, I sense that God would want to pour out his spirit upon us if we're, if we're willing, if we're ready, if we have a posture of just yes to him. And so I'd love you to, um, um, I'd love to invite us as a community um, in this next year to go that route, but I'd love to invite us this morning as individuals just to take a moment in the next 20 minutes as we worship to invite the Spirit of God to reveal to us what he might be doing in our lives individually, what, what wells might need unblocked that the Spirit of God would flow in us um, that rivers of living water would flow in us, flow through us. Um, I'm going to invite Ryan up and he's going to lead us on from this point. And um, we're, we're going to sing. We're going to seek God's face. We're going to pr- seek his presence. We're going to pray. We're going to lean in some more.
1: Thanks, Ian. Yeah, why don't you why do you close your eyes? Why don't you extend your hands if you're comfortable? Just change your change your posture. Um, you know, Dave, Dave was sharing a little bit about the time we spent at the the Tabar gathering uh, a week ago, and um, one of the sessions really focused on this scripture from Ephesians three that Stephanie read over us as our call to worship last week, and um, it's really just been a scripture that has been ministering to me uh, ever since it was shared um, at, the, at the gathering last week. And um, Dave, Dave was sharing there about how we're called as a people, not to just bow one knee before the Father, but to bow both our knees before the Father. And um, this, is, this was Paul's prayer to the church in Ephesus. Um, his prayer for spiritual strength for them as they face the challenges of being the church in that place at that time. Uh, and, and as a leadership team, this, this is our prayer for you. This is our prayer for all of us in this place to experience the fullness of God, the fullness of the measure of the love of Christ that he has for us. And that is our inheritance, that is our birthright as children, as sons and daughters of the living God. So I, I want to I pray this over us as I read this now. So receive this, Redeemer, receive this. Posture your hearts before the Father and just receive this as I pray it over us and then we'll sing. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. To him who is able to do immeasurably, abundantly more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Why don't we sing to God? Why don't we come before him with our hands open, with our hearts open, that we might experience the fullness of the immeasurable richness of his love for us?